no one is thinking about you as hurt as you are thinking about you. For some reason, I really opened my eyes. I was like, oh my God, you are right. I spent all day thinking about myself. Everyone else must be doing that as well. What happens in between is all about the awkward middle phase of entrepreneurship. You know, after you've taken your first steps, but before you can live off your passion. Join me, Athena, as I learn from other emerging creators about the tactical and emotional methods they use to keep moving forward after the initial excitement of following your dreams meets the reality of following your dreams. Let's get into it. Hi, welcome back to another episode of What Happens in Between, or maybe it's your first episode, I don't know. But today I have with me Days Terry, who's a creative, entrepreneur, skincare enthusiast, general baddie. Hi, Days. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for coming on. So what are you up to right now? Today, I, for the first Friday in a long time, I had some client calls just because this week did not go as planned. The usual things not going as planned. But yeah, I had some client calls with some social media management clients I have and a brand strategy client I have. Great. And so can you give a little bit of background on a little bit about yourself and then also what you're doing? Yeah, a little bit about me. I went to UPenn for visual studies. That's, I don't want to get into that too much like that's back (laughs) in the day. But Mm -hmm. after I left, I got a job at Vice or what's now known as Vice Media Group as the design coordinator, which is a really cool position. I got to learn a lot. And my boss, shout out to Adam, was really helpful in like empowering me to do things that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with, but like knew were the best things for me. Like within my first three months of working there, I got to art direct a photo shoot, which was always a dream. And I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. So yeah, but while I was working there, I kind of realized design wasn't really my passion. It was just something that I enjoyed to look at and to be a part of. And then when COVID hit, there was a lot of restructuring within the team and even the company itself because we had just merged with Refinery29. And I was just kind of in this place where I was like, nothing is necessarily bad, but I'm not super happy with what I'm doing. It's not really what I want to be doing. And I love my team and I love my coworkers, but you know, like, why am I waking up to go to work every day, especially now that I don't have the office and I don't have all these other perks to be around. So last year in the thick of things in New York with COVID, I left my job in September to start my own business. And I can't say I knew, excuse me, I knew exactly what I had planned on doing. I had earlier that year had taken on like a few freelance clients they were pro bono and I was just working with them figuring out or my client rubber who's a musician or their R&B duo from Philly um just helping them kind of get sorted with their social media goals and what doing that helping them get more clear what their brand was and how they wanted to connect with their audience and after working with them for a while I was like oh I would love to just like keep doing this for other people and other brands small businesses I think Social media is so powerful. It can really change lives. And I was like, how can I use my nerding out about like Instagram and all its products and YouTube and all its products to help people like reach their goals? So yeah, when I left Vice, I picked up uh, the phone and I called one of my friends from Penn and I was like, hey, I know you're really close with uh, one of my clients now who signed to me. Do you mind just like giving me an intro? Um, I just really want to talk to her about like how she got to where she was, what she's doing now. Um, and then I started working with her as a brand strategist. And now I'm here just trying to figure out what's next in the business. Just because I'm curious, are you more on the side of high level 
what are you trying to accomplish with this brand? Or Mm -hmm. is it a combination of that and also like day-to-day Instagram posting or social media posting? Yeah, it definitely, I feel like right now my business is definitely high level strategy, more of like the why and the what, less of the how and the doing the scheduling and tracking and responding to comments. But I feel like it really just depends on the month and the moment and what kind of clients I'm working with. But now I definitely have a lot more monthly um, retainer clients and projects from larger corporations that I work on, but I still take a few social media management clients just to pay the bills because <laughs> those are still very real. <laughs> yep. Yep. This brings me to two different things. How have you thus far gotten the majority of your clients? Like what is the platform or method that is giving you the most ROI? Yeah. So I also take this back to like, I, I don't know if this is the question later or not, but something mm-hmm. that I invested in for my business, like actually, yeah, this is before I even answer that question, investing in my business has been one of the scariest, but most important things that I ha- I've done. It's definitely propelled me to where I am now in a few short months. So mm-hmm. one of the courses I bought was called Boss Graham Academy. It's by this coach named Vanessa Lau, who I had I followed know about on. Her. Oh yeah, you know Vanessa, that's my girl. <laughs> I don't Um, know her. I just know about her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow, I follow. But I had been following her YouTube channel, like, for, I want to say about two or three years, like, when she had first started. And I was like, what is this girl doing? And then when I started my business, I was like, I need to, like, learn from someone that there's so much to know. I enrolled in her course. And within her course, she tells you to do market research. So all I really did um, for my first few clients was I had the survey and I sent it out to my friends and I posted it on my Instagram story and my close friend story. And I was like, hey, oh, and also my Facebook because, you know, fans and family there. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I'm a social media and brand strategist. I'm trying to see what my audience needs are. And thankfully, I have a lot of creative friends. Um, a lot of artist friends are entrepreneurial minded. So they filled out my survey and I kind of went through it and I was like, okay, there are people here who are like, I really like what they're doing and I respect their brand, but I don't think I'm who they're looking for. And then there were other friends and people I knew and from when they had sent the survey out that were more in line with like who my ideal client at the time was. So I reached out to a few of them and did a few discovery calls. So I have like one or two clients now that came from that, but the majority of my clients really came from like word of mouth. I literally had a discovery call today that I got because I had a coffee chat with someone when I was interviewing for a job. Um, because when I first quit Vice, I had thought I wanted to go back and work in corporate social media. But then I was like, ah, I kind of don't like working for anyone and I don't want to do that again. So mm-hmm. I had actually got referred for, by someone I had just like talked to once and she just really liked me and we had really vibed. And she was like, oh my God, my friend is starting this company and they need social media help. So can you help with that. So a lot of it, it really has been word of mouth and people knowing what I'm doing and me being more public about what I'm doing. Yeah. Cause I would say when I first started my business, there was a little bit of like, Oh, what if this doesn't work? I really want to tell everybody like, Oh, but now I'm like loud and proud. I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is who I serve. If you know anyone, send them my way. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Just yesterday I was reading, but I was reading something. The author he was like, often when you're thinking about, when you're afraid to, to be public about whatever it is you're pursuing, you're thinking about some sort of collective, imagined collective that's in your own mind. Because if mm-hmm. you were to put literally anyone's face on it, like 
your crush from two months ago, uh, they actually don't care. And you know that, but sometimes you really have to get specific in, in the way that you think, you know, so that you can be like, actually, no one, no one is up my own ass as much as I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What some of the best advice I've ever gotten from a friend. And I think this is like at a time when I had really bad, I just had bad anxiety, but it had started turning into social anxiety a little bit. And they had mm-hmm. gone Deja, like, I need, I need you to understand this. Like, look me in the eye. No one is thinking about you as hard as you are thinking about you. And for some reason, I really opened my eyes. I was like, oh my God, you are right. I spent all day thinking about myself. Everyone else must be doing that as well. But it also, it also forced me in my business to get clear about who I wanted to help because I'm like, so what are they thinking instead? And not really be too concerned about, like you said, the imagined collective. Well, I was in a similar position in November where I was sort of like, oh, it seems that I will not ever be able to work for anyone for longer than three months, which funny enough has like, I think my entire mindset around that has shifted, but that's neither here nor there. But in November, I was also like, okay, I have this income goal, like this independent income goal. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what it takes to reach that. And I ended up getting, you know, I forexed it. Like one of the people that I was working with, I found that the boundaries were not there the way that mm-hmm. I needed them to be. Even though I had put things in my in my contract, like I'm unavailable on Saturdays because I, yeah, I was, yeah you know. You, but, would, you would be surprised how many people themselves would read that and still reach out to you on a weekend. That is, that's well, that's what happened. All of that was to get to thinking about who is your ideal client is I mm-hmm. think as important as thinking about what you're trying to do for people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so how did you, how have you gotten clear? So you were looking through the survey results and you sort of saw like, this is cool, but this is not necessarily, I'm not the mm-hmm. right service for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what goes into your thought process for that? I would say by the time I had done the market research survey, I had already been comfortable working with one client, Rubber, like I said, I had worked mm-hmm. with them since last January. Wow, it's been a year. Oh my gosh, what year anniversary? But oh. um, <laughs> didn't you realize? So working with them and just kind of knowing what it was like to work with the client at first, because that was like the biggest obstacle in my way when I had first thought about wanting to start my own business. I was like, I knew st- I knew several things about myself. I knew I didn't want to work for someone else, and I knew I even if I worked for myself, I didn't want it to feel like I was working for someone else. So when I had started working with them, I because I still had a job at the time, it was easier, but I had made sure to have very clear boundaries of like, I only have calls on these days and I don't work on weekends. And so anything that they would need help from me with, like I would be pretty open to anything. Like at one point I was working on like Spotify marketing, which like was cool to learn, but I was like, I, this is, this is too much. I, I can't get into this. So working with them really was like, taught me what I liked and what I didn't. So by the time I got to market research survey and I was like, okay, there's a lot of artists on here and I do like working with musicians, but to be honest, what they want, I can't give them in terms of like helping them get more Spotify streams or certain things like that. But then there were things like skincare and beauty influencers. And I was like, I love me some skincare. I can talk about skincare all day long. Like, Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, the huge passion for skincare. So I was like, okay, I know there's the personal affinity for that. But at the same time, they have very clear goals that I myself know I'm capable of returning those KPIs. So if it was something like, oh, I want to increase my engagement rate, or I want more likes, or I want more 
followers or I want more click-throughs to my blog. Like those were things that I was like, I, in my head, I was like, I can think of a strategy for how to do that. And I think even if they already have these strategies implemented, it would challenge me to think more creatively of how I could help them. So definitely went where I felt like I could best serve from my own personal knowledge, but also what would challenge me in a way that was productively challenging. I don't know if that's helpful to whoever's listening, but yeah, that's kind of what I went through. Yeah, so really yeah, just no. trial and error. Trial and error, yeah. It definitely, it's so much, there's so many answers that people give that ultimately boil down to clarity through action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just getting started. I, I, have, I had the issue of having like, analysis paralysis is what some people call it, but like planning too much and then not doing. I'm currently in a stage where I'm doing that again, trying to start a YouTube channel for my business because I feel like that is the easy way to help people who really can't afford my services. But mm-hmm. yeah, just getting out there and doing it and being willing to fail. Honestly, just accepting you're all going to fail. And even when you succeed, you're still going to fail a little bit. The success is really like what the good that you can find in everything. And just having that mindset is been really helpful as an entrepreneur so how do you move through doubt that is a good one that is a good one I think I have several methods I my top two are definitely my vision board slash journaling just kind of having those moments where you sit and you look at yourself as clearly as you can and being like I, I like to do brain dumps in the middle of the day when I'm starting to doubt myself. I'm like, so what is the real issue here? Like, it's not me that I have the issue, but there's obviously something that's stopping me or making me feel struggle or there's an obstacle and just kind of like outlining it there so you can see it quite plainly um, and getting out of yourself and outside of your own head. I also have to give a big shout out to my support system. This is my boyfriend who is known for good pep talks because I, I will not lie. Being an entrepreneur is hard. There is some crying involved. I would say most of my time is spent working and the other 20% is spent crying about things not working. That's um, not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that deeply. <laughs> so just having, if you can't do it yourself and stand outside of yourself because I, I can't do that all the time. Having someone who sees you quite plainly be like, you are good. You are doing the best that you can. You are doing more than anyone asked you to. And you know, this, Stepping out on faith. It's a lot of faith. It's a lot of having good support around you, but having those things that remind you why you're doing it is also important. Going back to the vision board, like mm-hmm. I, this is my first year having a vision board as plainly like displayed in my room. Um, just because I'm due to COVID, I have more time to work on it. But normally I did mm-hmm. it on Pinterest or I just did like a background on my computer just to have that why in the back of your head. Like, why am I doing this? Because there have been a number of times where I had to shut up my laptop and I'm like, why don't I just go work from somebody? Like, what was the what was the reason? What was the point? What are we <laughs> right. doing? Right. And then I'm like, right, 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 right. Just having those things that can bring you back to your why, really. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get your thoughts on in terms of a why. I feel like the way people talk about it, it's always the why of the positive, the why that mm-hmm. you're trying to move towards. Mm-hmm. But something I've been experimenting with a little bit recently is the why, why not something else, if that makes sense. Oh, that's my favorite phrase. Oh my God, oh my God, that's my favorite phrase. Stop. <laughs> okay, so, ah, knocking things over. I'm so sorry for yelling. Um, That is my favorite phrase. I talked to my friends, my family, my mom knows me for this. Like, you're like, oh, you just, you seem to just be like, able to do anything and super confident it's like it's not even that I'm super confident I just really go up throughout the world asking myself why not like mm-hmm. like, if I, like when I was quitting my job I was like why not like why why are you staying and I was like oh you know 
security and paychecks and health insurance. And I was mm-hmm. like, and why not work for yourself? And then I couldn't come up with a good answer. So I was like, all right, I guess, I guess we're going to try it. Like, right. and I, like, I, I don't know. I'm one of those people who think life is meant to be lived and you live and you work to support your living, not working to live or work living to work um, mm-hmm. around there. So yeah, I love that question. Why not? I, sorry, I think I cut you off before you even finished your question, but that is, if you, if you are struggling right now as an entrepreneur, as someone who is trying to reach a goal, just why not is the question. It always is just like, why not continue? And you're like, unless you have a really valid reason, like, oh, it'll put me in debt or, oh, you know, I have other things I should be focusing on. Like, usually that'll set you straight. And you're like, I don't actually have a good enough reason to not do the thing that I said I was going to do. So I guess I got to do it now. <laughs> right. Right. I love that. I love this energy right now. Yeah, that's like when you said I was like, how did she read my mind? Like that is my <laughs> that is my question. Like, oh my God. So it's been you just mentioned you had one year anniversary with one of your clients and mm-hmm. it's been what four or five months since you quit. So what is the focus for 2021? Right now I'm really focused on positioning myself publicly. I've I touched on this earlier, but I I think growing up, I had struggled with consistency. So when I had thought about starting my own business, I was like, I don't really want to tell too many people. What if I change my mind in a few months? And then like, everyone's going to be like, so how's the business going? And I have to be like, well, I decided not to do it. So for the past four months, I've been really like moving in silence as G's do. Um, Mm -hmm. So now this quarter and next quarter, I'm really focused on kind of positioning myself outside of my inner circle, outside of the people who know me and bringing in clients that aren't, you know, one to two degrees removed from me. But also I think in doing that for myself is kind of positioning myself as an authority and as an expert, because there is a lot of imposter syndrome, especially working in social media, because there's so many different platforms and so many different terms and so many different ways to get educated about it that sometimes you're like, do I know what I know? Mm -hmm. Like, do I need someone else to tell me what I know? So I think, yeah, positioning myself, building up that knowledge, confidence in myself via positioning and helping people who are necessarily my clients through that. I'm starting a YouTube channel soon, so be on the lookout for that. But that's my focus, that and getting a website up, really, because, you know, what is an online business without a website? Right, right. I wanted to touch on this point of being afraid to tell people because what if you change your mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in a little bit. And it's so interesting because I've been really focused on a quarter lately. Like Mm -hmm. I'm kind of over the yearly goals for myself. There are 12 things that I'd like to accomplish this year, but I'm only thinking about the things that I'm trying to get done this quarter Mm -hmm. and everything else can wait till, you know, till it's time. Yeah. But in the three months since October to literally today, I feel like I've had two major shifts in what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. And so something that's difficult for me, especially as someone who I used to be very inconsistent just because I would, I have so many ideas and I'd want to touch on all of them. Sometimes there's like this, this sense that I have where, okay, I'm actually changing my mind based off of facts now. Like I have Mm -hmm. grown and developed as a person. And so now I know that I'm changing my mind after having given like adequate thought, adequate effort to the the other way, if that makes mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. 
So I just wanted to sort of touch on like now, I would assume as you're evolving and as you get new information, there are still ways that you change your mind, right? Yeah. But how do you maybe differentiate between, okay, like, okay, days, maybe you're getting distracted as opposed to, no, this is the next movement. Yeah. So like I said, I do a lot of journaling. I, I think I, I think I journal out every decision I make in my business just to make sure that it's not an, an impulsive decision. Impulsivity is something I really struggle with, partly because that's just who I am as a person, but also because I've diagnosed ADD. So mm-hmm. I like to kind of like sit on things, even when I'm like buying things for myself, I like to sit on it for a day or two. When I was writing out my goals for this quarter I actually started in November like one month afterwards I was already thinking about the next year I was like all right let's get let's get clear on that first because what happens within these next couple months is going to be a blur anyway since you just started but I was like okay so what are the goals and I I would say I started in November and up until like two actually that's a lie up until like two days ago not two Mm -hmm. weeks ago I hadn't really settled on my Q1 goals because I was just kind of like Yes, this is important to me, Deja, as a person, but is this important to me, Deja, the business owner? And is it important to our brand? Just kind of thinking things through. I know that's not super elaborate, but mm-hmm. I like to like just sit on things. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit on them until I'm sure. Because as as a solopreneur, like you're the only person you have to answer to, which mm-hmm. is nice. And so if I'm, if I don't do something, like I'm also the person who has to deal with the consequences, but I know I, I like to be sure of my movements before I make them. So especially with the YouTube channel, which anyone who has ever tried to start a YouTube channel knows is like a time commitment in and of itself. Yeah. I wanted to kind of have at least a two month plan in place before I started. Like, what is this actually going to look like? Like, how does this actually fit into the grand scheme of things? Is this something I just feel like I have to do because I'm in social media or is it something that actually works for my business plan? And those are all questions that I didn't even think to ask myself until I went out and started researching, like, what am I going to, like YouTube for business and things like that. So research and sitting on things mm-hmm. for a little while before you make the decision, especially if it's an investment, especially. Yeah. Where do you learn from? What are the resources you use to Oh, I'm so glad you grow. asked me this question. I actually wrote down some notes for this. So let me convert to my notes. So my biggest thing is you have to invest in your business. You've got to spend money to make money, unfortunately. But my two biggest things I've invested in, or I guess there are three schools of thought for me when I think of investments. There's like the tools and technologies you need. So I use HoneyBook as my client resource manager which is a dollar a month. Anyone looking for a client research manager, I got you. I'm the plug. And then there's like the knowledge building part of it with the courses and the coaching and just certificates if that's what you need. But if for anyone who's really just starting a business, I highly recommend finding a mentor or a business coach or even, yeah, or even paying for a business coach. My first time investing in my business, I like to say is when I got my career coach um, last year in June. And she was the one who really helped me get past all my limiting beliefs of what it meant to be an entrepreneur and like what my capabilities were. And then I was like, you know what? Like, why am I not doing this? There's that why not question again, but like, why am I not doing this? So coaches have definitely been the most valuable investment, the most valuable resource. It's really nice to have someone who's been where you are, who's done what you've done to help you and kind of stop you when you're going the wrong way or help you prioritize properly or even just kind of be there as someone to bounce ideas off of because everyone's path 
starting a business, everyone's business is different, but it's always nice to have kind of a community or a person to go to and just talk things out, which to my last point about resources, communities are also super important. Surround yourself with people who not only believe in you and your vision, but believe in themselves and their vision, because that really is infectious and helpful and great and all those beautiful things. Yeah, definitely. Oh, but also be selective. Sorry. Be selective. (laughs) Be super selective. Don't just throw money at something and think it's going to work for you. You also have to invest your time as well. So be selective and invest your time. Okay, now I'm done. (laughs) Cacao. Now it's time for the seedling round, where short questions lead to tasty answers. Ooh, I'm slipping. Sorry, guys. What has been the most surprising part of entrepreneurship? The no money coming in the first couple of months. I I was one of those people who was like, yes, I'm going to start a business and we're going to be making 10K for the first two months. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm spending so much money. So hear me when I say this, everyone who is listening to this, like be ready to invest, but know you will be investing before you be receiving any money. And that's on period. Like mm-hmm. that's the old days. Like, ooh, child, thought you could have a business credit. I don't really know what I was thinking, but I wasn't with it. Sorry, <laughs> that was a long answer. But. No, there's. It's it's not supposed to be okay. short answers. It's just short <laughs> question. What do you need to be reminded of? Mm, that's a good one. Oh, oh, uh, the My boyfriend told me self love doesn't just appear. You have to really work at it especially when you are a business owner, especially when you're working by yourself, you have to prioritize work-life balance. You have to put up those boundaries because why else would you start doing this if you were just going to be working for someone else again? Mm-hmm. Being, oh, well, my friend or one of my clients, yeah. Morgan says, be good to yourself on purpose and prioritize that. Oh, I love that. What is your biggest strength, Dave? my witty personality maybe I don't know um, I think my my ability to talk to anyone and just kind of I'm just chatty I'm super chatty that's my strength I love talking <laughs> I never shut up <laughs> that's my strength there it is mm-hmm. that and my strategy thinking strategic thinking wow that's a word killing it right now <laughs> nice <laughs> it's, it's going great <laughs> um and then last one, how do you stop yourself from getting tied up in outcome? Mm, I think that's that's going back to remembering your why and just knowing that not everything goes to plan, but mostly remembering your why. So when things don't go as planned, you're not caught off guard and you're like, well, that's it. That's all I'm going to do. That's all the trying I'm going to do today. That's why your why is so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cacao. That ends the seedling round. So I like to end on two things. What is your greatest ambition? Ooh, my greatest ambition. Well, my greatest ambition right now is to become a digital nomad. Mm. Um, something that I've always wanted to do since I was a kid um, when I first studied abroad. And now that I'm running my own business and it's an online business, I'm like kind of get the travel aspect in it. So yeah, to be a digital nomad. Yeah. Uh, And what is the question of the week? How can you be nicer to yourself today? On purpose. Mm. Mm -hmm. How can you be nicer to yourself? I love that. Days, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at lostnadyz. 
It's lost in a daze without the A because that was unfortunately taken. But yeah, you can find me there. And when you're there, you can see my website, which is TBA and my YouTube channel. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Yay. Guys, if you like this episode, if you learned something, you know what to do. You can rate, you can review, you can subscribe, share it with a friend. Don't you want to share it? Don't we sound so cute together? (laughs) (laughs) We do, we do. Uh, Yeah, I get... I'll see you guys in the next one. Well, actually, you'll hear me in the next one. I don't know why I keep saying that, you know? It, like, doesn't make any sense.